Set your mind on things above with Taken, a metaphysical fantasy audio drama. He wanted a cure. He found the creator. Chapter 29 The Accuser and the Prophecy Lord L. stalked about the Great Hall, his mood much improved after Moloch's news. He had immediately sent a party to retrieve the girl, Nema, who was rightfully under his authority now. He walked over to the great wall of scrolls, lining the shelves in his private chamber, and closed the massive door shut. He needed to think. Alone. One by one, he rolled his index finger across the scrolls, searching. In them all the words of the Most High were written. These were his personal copies— after wrangling dominion of the third planet of the Orion sector near Pleiades, away from that imbecile, Adam, he'd gone straight to the outer realm, marched into the courts of the Ancient One, and demanded his copy of the Great Law. Public savagery and humiliation may be your tools, he sneered at the Beloved in the midst of High Council, but I will defeat you peaceably, using your own words against you. You say you are just? Well, then, let us see." He stormed out, but not before he heard one of the elders ask, Why do you tolerate the rebellion of that Satan? What gives him the right to come before us? Elder Selenea, he is the legal ruler of a colony planet. Our law states every planet must have representation before the council and the right to address grievances before a jury of peers. Those are my words. But this is ridiculous. We all know that devil's intentions. And steps have been taken to limit Lord L's power legally, until we rectify the situation permanently. Elder Selenea, as you know, the watchers are in place, another robed member of the council said, his face long and serious. They will make sure the boundaries are maintained. Meanwhile, all communication from other systems is strictly prohibited until the planet Adama is fully reinstated. That should suffice, I suppose, but what of the inhabitants? That life-form, the human, was created for sonship in the family. Shall they suffer needlessly under Lord L's rule? Your compassion speaks highly, Lord Salinea. Even now, the plan to offer citizenship directly to the exiles is already in action. Lord Salinea thought for a moment, then chuckled as he pointed his finger, as if the answer were in front of him all along. Indeed, my lord, that is clever. Citizens may appeal directly to the High Council— and receive justice, regardless of the planetary authority. Section 173. Exactly. We honor his legal dominion while providing relief from it. You see my father's will in this now, the beloved said. Yes, it is most wise indeed. But under what grounds will citizenship be granted? The taint in Adam's DNA continues in all successive generations. Citizenship by birthright is impossible. Is it now? Dear Lord Salinea, with our father, nothing is impossible. After that, Lord L. lost track of the conversation as the beloved led the elders into the innermost chambers of the seat of council. But what he'd heard during that visit was enough. Now he racked his scrolls, slipping them out of their cylinders one by one as they spiraled into transparent sheets and hovered in the air around him. He perused them, scanning line upon line until he was satisfied. He won't trick me again with one of his fancy maneuvers. 
The great leader scowled when he remembered that fiasco with Adam. The minions he'd sent to snatch the man's essence from its casing were triumphant as they drugged their hostage to Sheol. Well, what a surprise, Lord L said as he approached Adam. You finally died. About time, too. Nine hundred and thirty years is too long for a fool. Release me, Satan. You have no right. I have every right, slave. He slapped that perfect face as hard as he could. The man before him buckled but did not bend. I see you are still too proud to show proper respect to your master. That will soon change. You will address me as Lord. Before he could finish, a figure of light appeared before him. Ah, beloved, Lord L said mockingly with a deep bow. So you finally decide to visit my humble abode. I would offer you something, but as you know, there is absolutely nothing here. No technology, none of the most useful elements, no conversion devices. We must do everything by hand to reproduce the most basic of necessities. Of course not. Did you expect your exile to be comfortable? Enough of the matter. I came for the man. Release Adam and be about your business. Lord L laughed as he swirled around and beckoned the echelon and lessers to join him. Come see your beloved whom you faithfully served. Beg me for this piece of dung he created and betrayed us with. What's wrong, Lord? You have no power to. The beloved blazed bright, filling the chambers with light cruel to those now more familiar with the dark. The motion sent all to their knees, wincing in agony as they tried to hide from its brilliance. All except Adam and Lord L. The man seemed invigorated by its luminescence, while Lord L. seethed, standing straight and tall in its glare, unable to move at all. I was merely giving you the opportunity to cooperate without force as a courtesy. The beloved placed a hand on Adam's shoulder, and the man was immediately encircled by a veil of mist, cool, blue, transparent, and impenetrable. What is this trickery? Lord L. said through gritted teeth. He is mine. He violated the code and forfeited dominion to the second-in-command on this vile world. Me. I demand you hand over my subject immediately. Lord L., the beloved said blandly, as he withdrew a scroll from his robe and tossed it at the great leader's feet. Your lack of knowledge astonishes me. You grasped for rule of this domain, yet did not familiarize yourself with the principles governing it. This man made restitution before his temporary status expired. Read Regulation 3.16.7 of Section Alpha Tau, which states an exile may appeal his or her status if sufficient compensation is made in lieu of said transgressions. Furthermore, he or she is entitled to protection and provision within the designated jurisdiction until a final judgment is made regarding his or her appeal. Therefore, I am granting this man's rights and placing him in protective custody effective immediately. With an outstretched hand, the beloved lifted the cloud containing the man above the squirming lessers and turned to leave. Wait, Lord L yelled. You cannot remove him from Sheol. Sheol is the designated seat of jurisdiction on Adama. So it is, Lord L. I never said I was removing him from Sheol. The beloved began walking down the tunnel no one had dared venture before because of the depth of its darkness. The cloud hovered over the beloved, following his every move. Where is he taking the man? One of the powers asked, emerging from his hiding place once the beloved was out of view. 
I don't know, but I will find out. Follow that cloud. No, he will not deceive me again. Lord L. rested his finger upon the phrase he was searching for. That's it. He swirled the lit image into the cylinder with a touch of his finger and slammed the scroll shut. Satisfied with his findings, he swung open the massive doors leading into the great hall. Send the powers to my chambers, he called out to the lesser posted outside his chamber, and bring the woman to me. He is magnificent, is he not? Samjaza doted over the childling sleeping in the basket. For now, the baby remained in the captain's abode, since the women, even the Medici, appeared to be afraid of him. It is wondrous, Captain. Hazazel puffed on the long-handled pipe and gazed at the infant. I believe he has your reflection. A fine specimen. I am glad we joined you in this cause. I can't believe the beloved denied us the right all this time. I didn't want to believe it myself, but something the great leader said rang true, and I had to find out for myself. You and the others will soon benefit from our oath. Well, my time is nigh. I wonder if my childling will display my... A loud wail from the basket interrupted the speculation. It's time for his meal. Samjaza yelled at the Sabasi attending them. Send for a woman to feed my son. Yes, my lord, but... But what? My lord, the women are afraid. The childling, he... She stammered. He is not like other babies. Of course he isn't, Samjaza snapped. He is Nephilim. Yes, but we cannot satisfy him. He just cries and cries. He is never satisfied with our breasts. It takes three, sometimes four women to supply enough milk for him. And then we do not have enough milk for our own children. What of it? Your children are not important. If a few of them starve to bring about restoration to this weak race, is it not worth it? But my lord, if Nema the Divine, the child's mother, had lived, she surely would have had enough milk to feed her own child. Hazazel snickered. Captain Samjaza lifted the woman by the neck until she was level to his face. The Sabasi's feet dangled helplessly in the air as he spoke softly. My dear woman, I am deeply grieved by my wife's death, but if anything should happen to my son, I am not responsible for what would befall this pitiful tribe. Do I make myself clear? A look of horror crossed the woman's face, but she masked it quickly. Yes, my lord. Now take my son and feed him. Samjaza dropped her. Feed him with your own children if you have to. Just make sure he's content when you return. If not, you will pay dearly. I promise. The woman grabbed the basket and scurried away, leaving the door bouncing on its hinges. Samjaza stepped outside as the servant fled back to the tents of the Medici. Can you believe the nerve of that ungrateful woman? What do you expect from a subspecies? Hazazel leaned against the doorframe, smoking his pipe. Say, do you see that? What? There, toward El Tava. Looks like the elders of Cain are gathering. Their banners adorn the pillars. I authorize no meeting of the elders. Nevertheless, they are gathering. Shall we see the cause? Samjaza had already donned his ornate robe. Don't just stand there. Send for the others and have them meet me. Captain, can't you just signal them? It would take several minutes to contact them manually. Must you question everything, Hazazel? Samjaza sighed. If you must know, I can't signal them. Something seems to be awry. 
I've been planning to make the trek to Mount Arata to reset my essence, but I didn't want to leave the seti before the childling arrived. Never mind that. Just call the others now that my son is here, safe and sound. It's time I put that lamech in his place. The next days were sweet, glorious, and bitter. Every time Enoch went to seek the hidden father, Methuselah had always asked if he could come. You might get hurt. What if you get lost? You must be quiet for long spells to hear the voice. You'll get bored. Enoch had always said, Not this time, next time. Enoch woke Methuselah up before first light. Come, son, let's go. What? He rubbed his eyes. Where? Something wrong? We're going to Avalon Forest. Enoch tossed him a sack. Get your things. Who, me? Now? Methuselah was sleepy, but delighted. Yes, you, Enoch grinned. Not so loud. You'll wake your mother. Methuselah nodded, moving like a whirlwind, grabbing and tossing stuff inside. Enoch loved to watch him move. Quiet and sure, more agile than he ever was. Dina rolled over, mumbling as she pulled Danny close to her side. She never let him out of her sight these days. His sons folded their arms, holding their little wooden staffs across their chest, snoring, just like Papa. His daughters slumbered in their quarters, beautiful even in sleep. Enoch stared at them a long while, memorizing every feature. Ready? Methuselah whispered, giving him a silent salute. Methu? Yes, Papa. I should have done this a long time ago. It's okay, Papa. Methu was already out the door and halfway down the trail. They made it to Ovenland with record speed. The boy is fast, too. He's a better runner than me, but what about... You up for a challenge? Enoch asked once they set up camp. I'm a Neshpanel, am I not? Methu said. We shall see, Enoch said. Every son's birth, he put his son to the test. Tracking, calling, naming, stargazing, climbing, hunting, tail-bearing, and now fishing. Methu was capable and pleasant, too. He had never had a better friend than his son. Why did I wait so long? Methu? Yes, Papa. That eve at the tower, when you went into the fire and... Methuselah reared back as he cast his line far into the lake. I'm proud of you. Just trying to be like you, he said. Actually, better than you. He hauled a massive bass from the stream, longer than his arm. Can you top that? No, Enoch grabbed his catch, but I can cook it. That eve, Enoch poured over his scrolls with Methuselah, passing along everything Adam had taught him. Some things only by ear as Adam instructed. Papa, we've gone over this a thousand times, Methu tapped his brain. It's all right here, safe and sound. I know, son, Enoch said, but I need it to be all here. He passed him a stone tablet. Write it for others to understand. Promise? Methuselah promised. This was their routine. The days were sweet. Each night there was a new encounter with the beloved and sometimes his host. From the four corners of Adama, its wonders were revealed to him. The source of the four winds bringing refreshing and judgment on the land. The mystery of the hoarfrost descending on the mountaintops. The bowels of the deep covering sin. The beloved answered every question but one. Papa! Enoch yanked the beautiful robe. Yes, Enoch? Why now? Enoch knew the beloved already understood his question, but he seemed to enjoy this process. Why what? The beloved played along. I have been seeking you for many cycles, Enoch said. 
and I often heard your voice, but never this. Magnificent, isn't it? In a flash, they were standing on Mount Arata, enjoying the view. Enix stumbled and caught his breath. More like majestic or marvelous. Before Enix could answer, they were sitting on two large rocks in the middle of a thunderous waterfall, tumbling around them from every side. Enix? Yes, Papa? I should have done this a long time ago. He often woke with the sensation of falling, dazed yet alert. The one mind was more tangible, not just a voice, not just a fire burning from within, but a person, ever-present, all-wise, helping him. When the one mind descended upon him, the golden aura illuminated his entire being. The days were glorious. But that last night was bitter. It came to him as a dream. Men falling from the sky like stars wandered the earth, producing giants from their lust. These men of renown became plenteous and cruel, devouring beasts, men, and all they produced. All men fell under their spell, bowing to worship, doomed to hell. Twice dead, these giants foamed up shame until great waters destroyed them and their fathers were bound in chains. The seas covered all, even to the mountaintops. None survived. All were lost. Papa! Enoch woke fitfully, sweating and exhausted. Is there no hope? He fell back to sleep, praying. Upon the dark seas, a vessel of hope floated. A massive ark carried eight souls and a remnant of creatures to a new beginning. A spectrum bowed from the heaven, resplendent with color, a sign of protection from judgment by water. Though the ancient evil conceived again and the sons of Adam returned to sin, behold, the seed prevailed, becoming one with man. Then came the Beloved with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all the wicked and their wicked deeds which they commit in a wicked way and of all the harsh things which the wicked say against him. Yet before that fiery judgment fell, a great mystery was revealed, a sudden catching, a sudden snatching, and millions disappeared. Chaos, panic, and utter dismay descended upon the masses who went astray left in cruel darkness with just one hope, never bow to the evil, nor take his mark, not in the forehead, nor on the right hand. Images swerved in and out the dream, mingling with time and generations and time and hope and time until finally the voice said, Here is the interpretation and the words you must speak. This concludes this chapter of Taken, a metaphysical fantasy audio drama. If you enjoyed this excerpt and just can't wait for the next chapter, download Taken ebook through Amazon Kindle and read it for free with Amazon Prime. Also, please check back for upcoming chapters of Taken on this podcast. Remember, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. Please share this uplifting read with your friends and get ready to soar. Thank you again for listening and may the favor of the Ancient One be on you.